Hey, Natural Born Sisters. Welcome to another episode of Kinky in the Kitchen, where every swirl, curl, coil, and wave is celebrated. You'll hear inspiring stories from women who have left straight hair, wigs, and weaves behind, despite the discrimination and bias, to reclaim their power by rocking their natural hair. Be it spiraled, kinky, defined, or straight. Whether you're already a natural sister or still finding the courage to unleash your beautiful coils, you're not alone, and you're in the right place. Let's get to know your host, She's passionate about inspiring Black women to rock their natural hair with confidence, teaching our Black natural hair-wearing women how to show up despite hair discrimination and biases. She's natural like you and rocks her kinks in the kitchen loud and proud. She's Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister. What's up, Natural Born Sisters? It's your girl, Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister, a.k.a. Living My Best Life. Welcome to the Kinky in the Kitchen podcast, the show that highlights Black women who are rocking a natural hair with confidence despite discrimination and bias. Last time we chatted, I talked about my natural hair journey and all the things that came along with it. I had one hell of a personal story, y'all, and you don't really know it until you speak about it. And my hair has been through hell and back with all the things that were done to it. All my story did was show me that I can do what I wanted when it came to my natural hair. Because at the end of the day, I'm loving it. It's healthy. It gets what it, it really gets what it needs. And I have chosen a go-to style that I'll wear for years to come. So getting pregnant, moving back and forth and dropping out of school were the things that brought me here to embrace my natural hair. You know, I've been a, a shy kid for my entire childhood. I don't know why, but I was. So I hated to talk about the things that made me uncomfortable. Fast forward, maybe into my late 20s, I felt like I was shy. So I looked that shit up, right? And on Google, it says, it said, um, hold on. Yeah, it says something about being reserved or having or showing nervousness or timid behavior in the company of the people. Okay. Then I said, oh shit, I grew out of that. I can't believe I used to be timid around other people because I don't have that now. I was never nervous though, but timid nevertheless. However, through this behavior, for some reason, I would always show up. And showing up meant that I did what I had to do. If I had to do a presentation at work, I did that shit. Scared and all. And I found out even the most successful people still show up scared. That gave me a bit more courage. I love to show up on stages now, but it has to be a lot of people. But to some people, this might sound weird, but I'm not too good with the intimate crowds, although I did nail it a few times in life. So talking about sex was not the way to go for me. You know how your parents, family in general, make it seem like it's a bad thing. Yeah, that part. I remember when I was a teenager and a guy that lived in my building tried to get with me for some years. The same guy that got me pregnant that I talked about in the story. Remember the story? Even before I moved in that same building, he would come around the corner where I lived at the time and always bothered me. And I never understood it. I was still young. I wasn't even exposed to stuff like that, right? I thought he was just being a pain in the ass. But it turned out he's just like me. But I remember one time I was at home, right? It was me, my brother, and my parents. The phone rings. 
But this is the time when we lived in the same um, building together. So I'm kind of fast forwarding, right? So the phone rings. I answered it because I knew it was for me. It was always for me. I was so slow. He called, right? And had his cousin on the phone with me. It was like they were two horny toads trying to see if they could have sex with me. So the whole time I'm on the phone, my mother is listening on the other phone in the living room. I had no idea she was listening because that was my mom's, you know? And these two knuckleheads would constantly ask, what's the cherry? And just laugh like fools. So I said nothing and just stood there and listened to them. I guess I was trying to figure out if they were just playing and we was going to get to the, I was going to get to the real conversation with the guy. So I just listened to them act like fools over the phone. So I think my mother made me hang up and she was so upset. I don't blame her because they were being extremely disgusting over the phone. And it was my intention to hang up several times. But then, like I said, I thought they would switch up with something else. And I thought the conversation would change, but it continued to be left. You know, it always, things always go left anyway for me but it went back and forth with the same question what's the cherry so at this time I was still a virgin right so my mother brought me back into my room and she asked me do you know what cherry is I was quiet I think I kind of hunched my shoulders a little bit because I had no idea shit no I knew I'm stop playing kids in school talk about stuff like this all the time so I knew but did I want her to know I knew hell no so I played dumb as hell. And mother, if you're listening to this, my bad. It was just the sex that was made to be embarrassing to talk about any conversation that led to sex. Even though I was a virgin at the time, I think that's probably made, you know, made it worse. It was just not an option for me. So I said, no. I think she was trying to explain it to me at the time, but I barely listened because I was so uncomfortable. I felt like taking a bath after that mess. I felt like I was being touched, so. Anyway, so here now at my age, I'm talking about sex and natural hair and I feel comfortable. I'm too old to be shy, in my opinion, when it comes to sex or even talking about it. I never got the sex talk before, which probably led me to getting pregnant at an early age. But I digress. So I decided I wanted to talk about sex and natural hair. That's right. I wanted to let our sisters know that there are... They are new to it. No, I want them to know if they are new to it or if they've never had experience it at all. Excuse me. I'm really trying to get this together. Well, maybe I'm still a little nervous, but I don't think I'm nervous at all. I just think having this conversation is pretty new for me. So being the way I used to be and it's like, oh, right in my face, right? So it will, you know, the sex and the natural hair, if you're natural, it will be intertwined with the experience. Now, it's no different than wearing a wig. The only difference that is that if the wig is not sewn down, it just may come off. But, but the similarities are real. So we're talking romp and shop type of activity that can sweat your hair. And if you're 4C like me, oh yeah, you got some issues there. And I'm not talking about protective styles. I'm talking a straight up natural styling of your hair. However, if you're not ready for that, then protective style may be the way to go for you. So me, I can't afford to constantly get protective styles because I like expensive styling. So I'm all natural. 
I am in the 4C struggle when it comes to shrinkage and molding. So, you know my struggle is real. Since we're on the subject, let's talk about how 4C hair could work when having sex. You see, even when you sleep, you see how your hair is when you wake up. Now again, I'm talking to the 4C sisters. So for me, my go-to style is the mohawk. And one of the reasons that it is the mohawk is because I am a side sleeper for the most part. So if my hair maintains the style under the bonnet that I sleep in, most likely when I get up, it will remain that way. Because 4C texture tends to, what's the good word, bend to where you bend it. And what that means is the curl pattern is so tight that it will only mold. Not move, but it will mold. So a good example. So say I sleep on my back. The back part of my hair will mash inward. It will mold to the way that I am laying down. Anyway, I turn whatever I do, how I move, whatever, I will get those results. So the mohawks work for me. I can sleep on my side and allow the sides to mold more, which is less work for me in the morning of styling. I can just take my fingers, put some oil on it, pluck it out, pluck the mohawk out, and I'm good. Okay, enough of the 4C mold lesson. So I say all of this to say, whatever your hair does in your sleep, imagine that twice as much when having sex, especially if you are a wild sleeper, hence wild sexer. (laughs) Now, it depends on when you are in your relationship. So for newbies, I suggest having a game plan. So if you know you're going in, prepare for it as if it was your first time. Sis, make sure your hair isn't saturated with any oils or moisturizers that can mess up pillowcases, sheets, etc. Create a go-to style you know will work after a wild night of sex. You don't want your hair interfering with having a good time or even messing it up with your partner. Please, newbies, do not put on a bonnet. Please. This is the test, sis. The real test. And this will help you with your confidence game. And if you like it, he'll love it. Trust me. Remain confident. Your hair does not matter. But if you are the type that wants to do it up, I feel you. So the best styles for natural hair sex are like updos, such as a ponytail if you want to add hair to it. Um... If you have to do it, just do it. You know, for me, a mohawk style seems to work. And all you have to do is worry about the back unless you're riding all night and ain't nobody doing all that. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I must be getting old. Anyway, (laughs) when you get in there, just focus on the sex part. Don't be in there moving your hair around because it got messed up from being turned a certain way. No, sis. Leave it just like that. Let him get used to it because if he sees that you're uncomfortable with it, it will just make him as uncomfortable or even more. Or he may just go limp. So look, my first experience was wearing my bonnet. Don't judge. He knew the routine at night because, you know, before going to bed, I would brush my teeth, wash my face, throw my bonnet. But this was a relationship for nearly eight years at the time. Would I have done it as a newbie? Hell no. I remember wearing wigs as a newbie in a relationship and I would sleep in the wig like it was my hair. So ashamed to wear my own hair by just taking it off. But after the first couple of times, I noticed my wig was getting matted when I would get up in the morning. So I started to put on a bonnet over the wig at night. 
<laughs> now, some sisters would think this is not a big ass deal. But when you're menopausal and suffering with hot flashes, with a long ass wig and a bonnet on top of it, you must be smoking something to make yourself suffer like that in the mid of summer in New York. But I wasn't. I just wanted him to think that it was my hair. That's all. That's it. I know most of us went through that. He did. He didn't know about it, all that stuff, until I t- told him about a year later. Excuse me. Now he can spot a wig from down a block these days. Me and my big mouth. But there are no real secrets about wigs these days. It's like we're all used to it now. Like it used to be, you know, if somebody was to ask you if that was your hair. But it's not like that nowadays. So it's cool. So back to the experience. As long as the bonnet does not come off, you are good. Has it come off for me? Yep. But I put that sucker right back on. I still wasn't comfortable with the embracement of my hair because I guess I felt he would not have liked it. And since he was used to the bonnet already, that was my getaway piece. So yeah, I would put it back on with the quickness. And all I could say is, Go all the way in the way you wear your hair. Tease it back when you're done, when you're done, not before. Or whatever it is you do to make it look the way it did originally. Do it when you're done. Now, for our four AB ladies, it's not much of a hassle as your hair does not mold as tight as us 4C women. You can have fun with it. I used to be jealous of you four A and B sisters with your manageable manes and your fluffy ass styles. I love the way those hair types move. They are very flexible. So your sex game may be a little bit different. And it doesn't matter the length for you because you could rock a pixie cut ponytail or just have it out. Whatever the feeling is at the time, you are good. So wild out with it if you have to. Show him your wild side. Don't do anything to it. You feel me? <laughs> but look, I laugh because I'm serious. Um, those four hair types are great for sex though. Seriously. I'm not putting us four C's down. I'm just saying that our hair does not move the same. Now, if you're multi-textured, then it depends on what is where. And I don't mean a chemical treated texture. I'm talking natural because my hair in the back is in that kitchen back there is super thick and coily. So if I'm styling with a comb twist or a two strand twist, the front most depths looks like uh, it looks really tight and different in the back, right? My hair is thinner at the top. So the curl pattern tends to be a little bit more loose. It's still defined though, but it's, it's man, I wish I could just show you, but it's very different in the back than it is the front. So, I still get style strategy up there and I'm working on making sure it doesn't get thinner than it already is. But you know, when you age, but there's things that so many things now that we can try that can stop it. But according to my hairdresser, it's doing well. Okay. So for those who are natural or thinking about going natural, you should be able to work this out when it comes to being intimate with your partner. Or maybe you are that type that likes to switch it up. Throw on a wig. Tell them that is what you're doing. Make it part of the sex. Maybe this is more comfortable for you. And if the wig comes off, you both can laugh about it. Just make it fun and sexy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Don't hold any secrets about it. 
You know, our community still struggles with our natural hair embracement and everybody is different in the way they handle things in life. Like for some, not only they, we weren't taught, but our mothers, grandmothers were not taught as well. And it continues backward to who took care of them. But what about those with additional traumas and dealing with stigma of their own kind, their own families even? Like, what if you had an uncle that always told you you weren't pretty enough or a cousin that always put you down because you were never able to get it right because your side of the family could not afford it, so you did the best you could with it? And what about the friends who can tell you why you don't straighten, actually ask you why you don't straighten your hair? Me? I was guilty of stigmatizing those who could and who chose or had no choice but to wear their hair natural. I thought they were committing a crime. You remember what I talked about in episode eight that I thought this was like criminal acts of going out with your hair like that. So I would tease them by using terms such as TWA or happy to be nappy. I mean, I had a whole list, but that's just a couple because I was lost, not educated about my own hair. So How were they supposed to feel about it? You know, and trauma can stick with you your entire life and never allow for change to happen. And in some instances, sex with the opposite sex or just sex in general, it's not an option because of past traumas. So how do you prepare other than choosing the right style, right? Here are a couple of great tips. Think about the positions you can do prior to to have still, to have like, still have great sex, right? Don't ruin the moment with conversations about your choice of hair coverings, like a bonnet. Instead, sleep on satin sheets. This is a great alternative to sleeping in a satin bonnet. And it also creates the sexy ambiance, right? And also another fly idea is to keep the satin pillow at your partner's house. These are all great tips to soften some of the blows. Say you're stuck on not leaving your coils out in style. Do something classy like like one of those crown braids or chunky two-strand twists so that your ends can be protected throughout the night. And you will look elegant while you snooze, unless you snore like a bear like me. Look, this helps because, again, 4C molding will have one side of your hair matted to your face. So don't allow your hair to ruin your sex life period. Tell him that it's impossible to run his fingers through your hair. And then you will have to help him get his hands out of there and explain to him that it's not a white woman's hair. This could ruin a moment as well. Even talking about it prior can most definitely ruin the moment. So try to find clever ways to bring that up. You know what I mean? Be sexy about it or not. However you feel comfortable. That's, this is my whole thing. I, I want us as black women who are try, trying to embrace our hair to be comfortable with anything we do that has anything to do with it. Okay. So incorporating styles with sex. Yeah, that sounds kinky. But what style? For me, I think the Afro is the most sexiest outgoing style for sex. If you can get the Afro style. And it's also good mainly for foreplay. But you won't be able to do this every night. If you have a job and have to sneak up in the middle of the night to put a uh, like a crown braid in, that would be very exhausting. But what I can say, though, is definitely a break from the braid every night. 
We have to work at this. And no one said it would be easy, but definitely attainable if you are willing to put in the work. So for those who can't participate in life's normality, such as sex due to traumatic events, let's talk about that. I empathize with you. I want you to take a moment and think, see your younger self and talk to her. Tell her it doesn't matter what anybody says or does about. It's about me, what I want in life, how I can be the best me I can be, because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Be strong and fight with the beauty of your hair. You will win every single time. I'm telling you, because our hair does some amazing things. Our hair grows tall, not down. We're an uplifting race to where our crown follows us with that. To show the world how strong we can be with our powerful locks. So take a stand today and bring somebody with you. Like maybe grab a close friend, maybe a cousin, maybe a couple of cousins, right? Sister, if you have a sister, your mother, bring them on a journey with you. Talk to them so that you don't have to be alone to be free. Because again, we have to do things that makes us comfortable, right? You want to be free of your natural quarrels, free to be you or free to just be, you know, confidence is everything for a black woman, especially for our natural hair. It's our right. And we need self-expression. And that's what our hair does for us. Confidence is nothing but just you doing it. There's no real strategy, but to just do it. Besides the little nuances that help you to just do it, to make yourself feel better about yourself. Like we talked about earlier, if you want to put some hair on, if you want to, you know, create certain styles for your hair, right? Make you feel better about yourself again. And that could be the style it, and it puts, you know, that could be to style it maybe, or what about putting some makeup on? But what if you're not the makeup type like me? Styling alone is just fine. In fact, it's damn perfect. So take stand today and be free. So why do I share these stories and give you the support you need as a natural black sister? Kiki in the Kitchen exists because it's what I needed to create a platform for black women who needed support in embracing their natural hair. So it was also to help me become accountable for me to wear my hair. So I felt like if I wanted to help others and I wanted to make this bigger than what it was, I had to do it, right? So for those who want to build confidence in wearing their natural coils and spreading the inspiration to those who need to be inspired, women wearing natural hair in corporate America or at school or wherever feels like suicide mission, career suicide, social suicide, all kinds of suicide, right? Sure, we've come a long way since it was legal to wear, no, actually since it was illegal to wear dreadlocks at work, but still, Now we have the crown act. Shit. I hid under my wigs and pretended to be someone I'm not for years on end. I thought they liked me better that way. I thought I'd be happier. Being buried under a wig can be so lonely and alienating, but it doesn't have to be. I'm here for you. And so is our community. Look, I'm Lisa E. And you're listening to Kinky in the Kitchen. The show for all current transitioning and aspiring natural sisters. So let me tell you, in some moments, embracing into my natural hair felt like going out into the world exposed, naked. It felt like someone was holding a magnifying glass on the worst parts of me. But now that I'm on the other end, I realize that embracing it 
just about how you look. It's just about that. It's, it's just about being you, not how you look. It is a journey of self-rediscovery, a journey where you reclaim who you are, where you reclaim what the world has stolen, the freedom and magic of fully being yourself. Hiding who we are is very expensive on the wallet and heavy on the soul. And you know what I'm talking about. Those wigs, weaves, and blowouts, all that stuff is not cheap. In our community, you'll find the courage and flair to where your hair is, is, even if it takes a while. So come on over and make a statement. Tell the world you're not afraid to be natural despite the discrimination, the ignorance, and internalized self-hatred. So, if you ever thought about it, if you want to be a guest on the show, email me at naturalbornsista. Sister is spelled with A-H at the end at gmail.com. Or message me on Facebook at Natural Born Sister and continue the conversation. Ask questions on our Facebook discussion group called Kinky in the Kitchen. I think I believe it's Kinky in the Kitchen podcast discussion group or Kinky in the Kitchen discussion group. Either way, you'll find it. It's easily pop up. <laughs> and meet other natural born sisters who have shared their stories. And to those who have learned from them, you know, they learn from listening to their stories. We are a family of sisters who don't stop when it comes to the support. Don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself, sis. So subscribe to the show to hear the stories of women who are rocking their natural hair with confidence despite discrimination and bias. And we drop in new episodes that air every Wednesday. So I'll be waiting for you then. Peace out. That's all for today. What feelings are you left with? Do you have questions, thoughts? DM on IG at Natural Born Sister and let's talk about it. Oh, and don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They really help us grow and reach more women who need company on their hair journey. We'll chat it up next week. <laughs>